0: Today, on CityCast Madison. What's being done about the old city county building jail? County leaders agree that this facility needs to be shut down and fast because it's unsafe. But what will replace it has been the subject of years of debate. This Thursday, the Dane County Board will take what could be the final vote. The county exec and sheriff are asking for more money for the jail. But Dane County Supervisor Dana Pellabon says she's not having it. We'll talk about why. It's Tuesday, April 18th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hi, Dana. Hello. So... The county board is set to vote this week on whether to authorize an additional 13 million dollars for the jail consolidation project that would allow construction to start on a new jail tower that would eventually replace the outdated city county building jail and consolidate the county's jail facility in one place. How are you planning on voting?
1: I am wary to add another 13 million dollars of debt Um, to our county, knowing that this amount of money has got to be paid back, Um, and especially knowing that a viable plan that stayed under budget was passed by the county board in the last budget and then vetoed by the county exec. I feel like it is fiscally responsible to make sure that we are, are spending the money in the ways that it needs to be spent.
0: And do you have a sense of where the vote is at broadly?
1: I think that um, this is a razor-thin vote. There are a lot of people that very much feel like this is money that could be utilized in other areas, um, i.e., the crisis triage center and other capital projects that that have yet to to move forward. You know, we are very focused um, as a county, and this is um, not just county board, but county exec's office. We are very focused as a county on looking at things like racial disparities, reducing the jail population. And I think that making sure that we have the the, the will and um, the policies in place to make sure that the programs that, that are currently just starting Continue and and have time to do the work that they need to do in order to keep our
0: population down. And so you're a member of the Black Caucus, um, which put together a compromise that you just mentioned late last year that would have built a smaller jail with fewer beds. And the county board approved of that, but County Executive Joe Parisi vetoed your plan with support from Sheriff Calvin Barrett. Where is that compromise? Is that still on the table? you know, for me,
1: compromise is always on the table. And, you know, whether that be a five-story jail, whether that be um, more money to be put into programs that we know will affect our population um, in the jail, prevention is how we keep people out, out of incarceration. And, you know, we as a, as a community, talk a lot about our progressive values, but part of those progressive values is making sure that people have what it is that they need in order to succeed and not only succeed, but thrive. And one of the things that we know about black people here in Wisconsin is we are neither succeeding nor thriving because there are a small portion of us that do. But the reality is, is that we are last in the nation for so many things. When it comes to black people. And it is no wonder that our incarceration rate mirrors that disparity. Because if we are not offering people their basic needs and we are not making sure that they are being educated in the way that we need to be educated, what's next?
0: And so when you you all had that compromise with fewer beds, a smaller jail, county executive Joe Perusi vetoed that plan, saying that that facility didn't have enough beds. What do you say to that?
1: So what I say is that it's going to take four years to build that facility. And if in four years we as a a community cannot band together to work through the issues that we know are there, and not only that, but utilize the, the immense resources that we already have. You know, we are starting a community court, we have a, a, a restorative court, you know, there are things that are in place that will absolutely impact our population. And so to just assume that nothing changes over the next four years, I think does a disservice to the work that is currently happening in our county, um, notwithstanding the fact that um, during COVID, the population was down without these measures. And I've yet to, to really receive a, a, a response as to why um, that cannot continue to be the case.
0: Can you expand a little bit on that?
1: There were agencies that worked together to make sure that people moving forward did not expose other folks in the, in the facility to COVID. You know, this was, a, this was a health crisis. It still is a health crisis. And when we look at who was let go and why, and then those, those same type of charges and situations are currently still sitting.
0: Was part of it during the pandemic, the the fact that the courts were backed up, there were less less folks in the judicial system able to even bring people into the jail? Well, that is one.
1: They also released folks
0: um, without
1: bond. You know, they they allowed for, for different solutions. And how do you allow for different solutions for a year and a half and then say, all right, those solutions are done. We're good. Um, and not move forward, looking at those solutions as a way to reduce our population. and also to to again, look at um, alternatives to incarceration. You know, our our job isn't to incarcerate people. Our job is to make sure that people are thriving in our community, and incarceration doesn't do that. And then we also forget that a good portion of the people that are in our Dane County jail have yet to be adjudicated, which means that they have not gone through trial. They are not guilty. They are innocent until proven guilty, which is a hallmark of our Constitution, and so to this narrative that keeps getting thrown around about how we can't have dangerous people in the streets. Well, I'm sorry, these people have not been adjudicated.
0: You know, it's interesting you're talking about that there are there are different solutions, right? There is different processes that were happening out of need, but these potentially could be a blueprint for later, you know, for now.
1: I believe they should be a blueprint for now. I believe that our community is rich in people and want and resources that that could be utilized in a way that makes us a model, and and we have done a good job in reducing the population over time as a whole. So I don't want you to think that Dane County has done nothing. We've done a really, really great things. Um, we can do better, though. That's the point. We can do better.
0: One solution that has been put forward is on the topic of like lowering numbers at this present moment is that folks charged with federal crimes will no longer be housed in the Dane County Jail. Can you tell us what's going on there? So for me, that is a very
1: simple question. Um, Per the addresses that we have, and we do understand that not everybody has updated addresses, um, only a third of those persons are identified as Dane County residents. Um, so we are, um, one of a couple of facilities that do house federal prisoners in transit. That's what they're called. And we don't have to, there's nothing that says that this is something that, um, we've got to do. We signed a contract, I believe back in 2012, that said that we would, we would do this work for the U.S. Marshals. And at that time we were paid $92 a day. For this housing, um, last year there was a something that had come out of the sheriff's office that said that um, housing someone cost about one hundred and eighty-one dollars a day, and you know, now they're kind of going back and forth about, well, that doesn't really include this and that doesn't really include that. But here's what I do know. Um what it is that we're being paid is not what it is that it's costing. Even if there is some back and forth about the 181 isn't the exact right number, my guess is is it's not ninety-two dollars. So not only do we have the pleasure of of keeping people who are are not a part of our county in this in this facility, but we are paying for said pleasure to do so, um, and and for me that's an issue.
0: We spoke with Sheriff Calvin Barrett back in January, um, and we asked him about the numbers. And you know, we're talking about two two different plans, and we asked him why not to go for the 100 fewer beds plan, so the one that everyone agreed on before it was vetoed. And he said between the two plans that he thought that folks were getting caught up on the numbers. That it's not so much about the numbers, but quote the quality of incarceration. And he said that the 825 bed plan, the sixth floor plan, had more space for specialized mental health housing, veteran pods and rehabilitative programming. What do
1: you say about that? When you look at the average length of stay of persons that are in that space, the average length of stay ranges between 25 to um, in the mid 30s. Days in that facility. Um, I don't know any rehab um, plans that can happen in 25 to 30 days. So instead of that type of rehabilitation, let's connect people with resources in the community. Let's have community organizations come in, make the connections, make sure that when people are released from our facility, that they have housing, that there's transitional housing for them to go into, and that there's immediate space and programs for them to get the Wrap around services that we need. Somewhere in here, we have lost that um, law enforcement is not human services. And yet we are still trying to wedge horn human services into spaces that are traumatic and not meant to be healing spaces. So while, yes, I do want programming, there should be programming in that facility, but the bulk of the programming should be in the community because that is where the healing and the transformation happens. It does not happen in a facility where you are are locked in.
0: Is your plan still on the table?
1: For me, the plan is always on the table. How or if it comes to the table is a whole other story. Um, we also can't guarantee that anything that we, we pass that isn't the plan that's right in front won't be vetoed. Um, so, you know, that kind of blindsided us in a, in a not great way. The crux of the issue is um, what can we do to make changes for the future? For the future, you know, and how do we bolster the programs that we're starting? Um, How do we encourage and fund programs that are already doing the work to keep people out of that pipeline to prison? So, you know, for me, all options are on the table until we've got to make choices, right?
0: We asked this of of Sheriff Barrett, but do you think there will ever be a day where we do not need a jail? I, I sure would like to hope so. Humans have the capacity for greatness, right?
1: And sometimes part of that capacity is knowing where to place our resources so that everyone has the ability to to thrive here. And, and what we know is that currently um, everyone does not have equal access to resources. We know that um, bail conditions um, directly impact those, those in poverty. Um, We know that there is food insecurity and that there is housing insecurity, and those are direct impacts on incarceration. There are things that we can do. And I, I bristle when people just throw up their hands and say, well, what do we expect? Well, I expect us to be better. I expect us to do the things that we say that we believe in.
0: I mean, if we're spending time imagining the future, it's it's not a great place to start at a dead end. That's
1: correct. So let's start doing the things that we know have results. And there are Countless numbers of things that have results, and the main thing that has results is making sure that people have access to basic services and basic things like housing security, food security, safety.
0: Are there plans on the table from the county um, on those those issues to reduce the population?
1: So there there are a couple of things that are on the table in the last budget. One of the things that um was passed was a Huber to Hotel program. Huber is kind of the work release program. If you have the ability to have a home, then you have the ability to be eligible for Huber. If you are unhoused, and again we know that that there is not sufficient housing in Madison, um, you are not eligible and then you have to be in the facility. Um, so in the last budget cycle there was money set aside for housing in hotels for persons who, who are unhoused. And then that then gives people an opportunity in the community to work with them to then find housing and gives them time to do that instead of languishing in the facility.
0: So it's on my mind, you know, about the votes coming up this week. The city county building still has inmates and it's Obviously, it's an unconscionable space for inmates. And you, so there's this tension between what we get for the future. And also, I'm, I'm just curious, like, what responsibility does the county have to the inmates there right now?
1: You know, I would ask that question of County Executive Parisi, being that we had an approved facility that was passed in the budget. So the responsibility is on all of us. And we did our job.
0: This debate about the Dane County Jail has been contentious for years, even decades. Yes. You were elected last year and have really just, you dove into this project ever since joining the board. What do you wish people understood about this debate that just gets missed?
1: I think that the thing that that continually gets missed is that our goal is not to incarcerate people. And we are functioning as if our only goal is to keep people in that facility. And we have to build in order to house the folks, not we have to reduce the amount of people and care for our our residents in a different way so that they then are not incarcerated. And I don't understand how that is a radical thought. The radical thought that we give the people what it is that they need in order to then not have to be placed in situations and choices that necessitate incarceration. Like it, it, it just, that to me boggles my mind. Prevention. Right. 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 We talk about prevention on so many things, except for when we talk about prevention for incarceration. And when you look at who is incarcerated and knowing that the majority of folks that are incarcerated are Black men, then I have to say to myself and I have to say to the people, why are you not concerned about the Black men that are in your community? And what does it mean to be radically concerned about those that are most vulnerable? That is our job. Because if those who are most vulnerable are taken care of, then all of us are cared for. And we can say those words when we use DEI terms and we talk about anti-Blackness and anti-racism. But when we ask you to put that into effect and into your policies and look at the institutions that are created and were created to house Black people and then say, oh, well, there's nothing we can do about this. We just need to build bigger. Nah, that doesn't fly. You can't be both. You can't be both.
0: Dana, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your perspective and your input ahead of this vote. Thank you so much for having me on. Dana Pelabon is a Dane County Supervisor and member of the Black Caucus. The vote is scheduled for this Thursday, April 20th. If you'd like to read more on what's before the county board, we'll throw some links in today's show note. You can also catch our interview with the Dane County Sheriff about his vision for the jail. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Our schools. Remember when Madison School Superintendent Carlton Jenkins announced his retirement back in February? He mentioned wanting to spend more time with his family. Now he's a finalist for a superintendent position with the Memphis School District. No words. And speaking of leaving, the super ain't the only one. The Madison School District is looking for a number of high-level leaders. Among the job openings, a chief financial officer, a human resources director, and a head of curriculum and instruction, just to name a few. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell your county board supervisor what you think about the jail project? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk soon.